0: Managing type 1 diabetes can be difficult and challenging. Today, a management revolution is underway that can help us all live happier and healthier lives. I'm Cliff Sherb, founder of Glucose Advisors. I'll be sitting down with expert guests exploring topics in the advancements of the science of diabetes management, their personal type 1 diabetes stories, and details of the latest methods to help take control of T1D. We hope these stories inspire you to take control of your diabetes, health, and well being. Learning more about the advancements that exist to live a better life with T1D. Welcome to the podcast. Paul Madden, uh, the legend. A little bit of a bio on Paul. Paul has 30 plus years of leadership and professional advancement for a lot of organizations and companies aligned with the goals of enhancing people with challenge by diabetes, wellness, and related conditions. Paul is a senior level healthcare executive, advocate, fundraiser, educator, counselor, and innovator with scientifically measured success with programs enhancing the lives of participants. Some of Paul's experience include managing director for behavioral medicine with the ADA, behavioral medicine um, and faculty with children with diabetes, senior wellness uh, director, for Project HOPE, and also Director of Advocacy, Education, and Empowerment with PepsiCo. So let's welcome Paul. Paul, thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's great to have you here, my friend. Uh, So Paul and I met quite some years ago, 32 years ago approximately to be exact, when I was nine years old at Jocelyn Diabetes Camp. And uh, here we are sitting together talking about diabetes management. We haven't cured it yet, Paul, but we're doing uh, a pretty good job, so welcome. (laughs) Thanks, Cliff, very much. And absolutely to everyone, everyone
1: out there knows we haven't cured it yet. But, But the exciting thing that we're all involved with is we are finding ways to improve the management of diabetes, to stay in that normal blood sugar, that target range more frequently, You know, Cliff. I think as you and I were diagnosed uh, more than a few years ago, for both of us, and I'm approaching 60 years now, um, we there were a lot of practitioners that were saying that balancing blood sugars wasn't that important. I I was blessed. I had uh, my mom and dad understood from my doctor at the Joslin, Dr. Leo Kral, that balancing diabetes was crucially important. All we had was was crude, much cruder urine test back then. And think about the, the, the urine test where we had to pee in the pot and put four drops of urine in it. It was called Benedict solution, was that blue solution we put in the test tube, boiled it for five minutes and it changed color to give a crude approximation of blood sugar. Yeah. And then it, we got to more wild. convenient things that you could travel with. It was very hard to travel with that, but my mother, father and I, and brother and sister did travel with those things when we went camping in a, in a canvas tent that we love to do. And why should that change? Just because this nine-year-old boy got diabetes. So right. I was blessed that my parents didn't change their thinking that way uh, with me. And we just brought those ar- now archaic ways to measure diabetes with us.
0: It's amazing. Right. It's seismic, yeah. right? The changes that we've yeah. seen. And Absolutely. and certainly you have really sat on the front seat and watched this uh, just unfold in front of you. The challenges are still obviously extremely uh, real every day that we yeah. all face, right? And I think what I've always really respected, Paul, is your mission to fight for the rights of those with type 1 diabetes. And I I often think of you as this like lighthouse shining the way for type ones out there to navigate through the- w- rough waters and you're you're an advocate for you know safe passage of diabetes really and uh, so first of all, just thank you from 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 me to you and uh and for type ones out there and you know you you have some of the most extensive career as a type one uh, i think it's similar to six degrees of separation uh you know at, at all of us in the t one d world are linked to you uh through some you know uh, linked acquaintances, I think. Uh, amazing, uh, your ex- expertise and experience. So maybe a few things um, that you can share with us a little bit um, about what you're doing now in in diabetes um, and where you're headed next. Sure, yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, like all of us, uh, Cliff and I joked before this discussion began about starting with our masks on, because COVID has changed our lives, everyone, hasn't it? Um, but we've adapted. And we still focus on staying physically fit. And what does that mean? That means with exercise, that means with enough healthy eating. It means mental health space too, of connecting with people that support us well. It means that we find now often alternate things, sometimes maybe some of the similar things, I still walk and jog the beach, Uh, But I don't walk and jog the beach with 30 people anymore, like I was doing. Um, So a lot more of it is somewhat solitary. But I also make sure that a few key people that I know are being very careful and I still connect, keeping our masks on, keeping six feet apart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So my career is, you know, I'm at a point in my career after and I think the most electric time for me in many ways was my 30 years at Joslin as their first psychologist, and the things I learned from the patients. When people say, what, what have you learned that's been <clears throat> most important, I, I have to reflect on what patients have taught me, uh, and I appreciate they had enough uh, true patience to say the, the comment to me a second or third time, because if I didn't pick it up the first time, um, to realize that it's hard to balance diabetes, but with proper supports, peer, family supports, and with proper education so you learn your diabetes, um, you can do fabulously well in your life that includes diabetes. So I'm excited, i just accepted a role, uh, not starting till January, And I had a few possibilities in front of me. I had shared that I launched my business in January quietly with a few phone calls and had a robust uh, February at the diabetes technology meetings over in Madrid, Spain, and very robust month. And the day I flew home the last Sunday in uh, February, I'm flying home and at the airport in Madrid, they identify the first coronavirus case in Madrid, Spain. Um, I had no idea that within the next three to four weeks, all of my in-person FDA talks, my in-person partnership meetings, and my yeah. lecture would come to a screeching halt. We've done some of them by Zoom, thank goodness. Um, so you made a but big pivot. Like- You've made a yeah. big
0: pivot since then. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and so this fall I'd started talking to a couple of groups that were interested in me and I'm, I'm, I'm always honored. If someone's interested in me, I always am honored. Um, and I did choose a group. I chose the Mankind Company. And I chose them because their Afrezza orally inhalable insulin has not been so readily available for people yet because there's not been understanding of it at a high enough level by including healthcare professionals um, and certainly the public with diabetes. And I like cracking those things open to get understanding in front of people because, you know, yes, personally, I've been using it for four years and my other colleagues, several of whom are physicians with type 1s, nurses with type 1s, exercise enthusiasts like Cliff Sherb and experts (laughs) like Cliff that uh, understand it. And we understand that for everyone so far has told me and I agree that it keeps me in target range more easily. I have less burden of time to stay in target range. I like that. My A1C has gotten a little bit better again because of its use. Um, And it gives me more spontaneity in life because unfortunately Cliff is on the West coast. I'm on the East coast. But if Cliff called and say, right after this Zoom, do you want to go out and get a bite to eat? I certainly, my CGM, which constantly gives me my data, is vitally important to me, (laughs) uh, as it is to everyone who wears one. And all of us should consider wearing one. Um, But I would just look at that, and I would then what I had to inhale.
0: Yeah. That that ability to be spontaneous is, is a wonderful thing in diabetes management, right? One that we don't always get a glimpse of with some of the other insulins that are that are available. Uh certainly it's gotta work for you, but I, I agree with you the the ability to lower a b- high blood sugar more quickly, right? I mean we' discussed this, but nobody wants to wait around for a high blood sugar i like, 'm sorry oh. if you have the option to bring it down, you know uh, I certainly i 'm not a, a heck of a lot of fun to be around when my blood sugar 's high. I can tell you, so yeah. uh, we all want to be be sitting in that nice that cozy range and you know I, I think also the challenge right is new things for uh, diabetics changing their routine is mm-hmm. is a frustrating thing right You get something that you 're very locked into it 's very familiar. And so yeah. the, the challenge is, is to learn something new. You also touched on education. I think education is yeah. a massive component up front. Yes, it's a little bit more to, to put that effort in, but then you know what, it gets a little bit easier on the back side of it and you know more and you're able to, to be more successful. So, uh, I, I, that's a, that's awesome that you're taking this position there. And, uh, I hope that you bring some light to, uh, to everybody with that product. That's very, very cool. That's great. And, and Cliff, I hope so too. And I'll work hard to do that
1: uh, with friends, with, with friends throughout the world, both people who have diabetes and, and the healthcare professional world. But one item on it too, I want to ask people to invite them to even take a look at. The enhanced safety that people are increasingly reporting when they use a Fresa to take care of those elevated blood sugars. You know, I was taught uh, 59 plus years ago by my doctor when I was nine years old to go work hard, and he said that to my mom and dad also, work hard to have Paul's blood sugar be very balanced, that was urine sugar test, remember, much cruder, before he went to bed. You, and he smiled and he said, you have no temptations when you're sleeping to eat more food. You have no disruption of, of schedule when you are sleeping at night. And that's usually true. you get older, you don't sleep quite as well. That's a whole nother thing. We'll talk about that another Zoom call <laughs> uh, and how you deal with that with diabetes. Um, but because there are no added challenges while you sleep, he said, if you can have those several hours with balanced blood sugar, that's 130 a life. And I would remind everyone that's an improved hemoglobin A1c. When you go to sleep at night with a balanced blood sugar and you wake up with one. and yeah, That so, really
0: impacts the time and range, big it time. It sure does, big time it does, yeah. yeah. And so
1: I use it a fair amount if I'm just starting to creep out of time and range, my target range. Um, to bring it down and bring it down it 's in and out of your body in an hour, it works, starts to hit your bloodstream within ninety seconds, starts to go after that elevated blood sugar in minutes yeah. there 's no no wonderful liquid insulin that can do that
0: yeah question for you, Paul, so from one of our community members asked um, what what is your current regimen with, with diabetes? What do you do? I mean, you've probably tried all sorts of things throughout the years, whether the different companies you've worked with or even just for yourself personally. What, what are you using now? Obviously, you're using um, inhalable insulin. What, what, what's your strategy these days? Sure. Yeah.
1: So I, you know, I, I try to get my activity in a minimum of five days a week. My goal is 10,000 steps. Um, if I don't get 10,000 in, if, uh, then I, I say, you've got to get at least 7,500 in. If I don't get 7,500 in, I smile at myself and say, you are a true elevated senior citizen today. Get moving tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> I've got the light weights right here in front in my living room. I keep them right in front of the TV. So I'm sitting in my favorite chair right now. <laughs> so I have to see those dumbbell weights. I just do reps, 20 reps at a time, three sets, um, but I, I just keep things that are helpful for me to stay physically active, visible, like my weights, like my sneakers. As you walk in the door, I have a big box for my sneakers. I don't put them in the box. They're right, I can look, I'm looking at them right now. Um, and I do that because it reminds me, whoa, you haven't been out and got your steps in yet. Um, and i I do those subtle reminders because I understand how important it is that I stay balanced. I have a blood testing machine right here on my right, but i don 't use it much because I have a CGM on my arm right, and my phone and my reader are right next to me. Um, I make things convenient in diabetes to stay balanced well
0: yeah keeping that activity right keeps you know your your control and management so much more. Uh, within the rails. And it's not that you have to be doing even all that much. Uh, The step count introduces it, uh, a little bit of weights, just frankly, getting the heart rate up is enough to really get that insulin to work tremendously better. And I I, I applaud you keeping uh, things accessible around you to to live that active lifestyle is massive. And most of us these days are in confined quarters. And you know yeah. some of that equipment can be away from us, right The gyms are taken right. away from us a little bit, and uh, certainly when the winters are around it 's harder to to yeah. be as active so um, I think yeah I mean a life well lived is one where you can be more active so yeah. Yeah. you're you're doing, think, you're doing some good stuff yeah thanks cliff. I, I would
1: just add to something you know so very well, cliff that you know and, and I was involved with some of these studies. I am a psychologist, uh, and from my early years, I still have a small practice that i've been following privately for for 47 years now uh, in private practice, Uh, in addition to the patients I saw at Joslin. I would tell you, we know that having a chronic uh, medical condition like diabetes does at times bring about more depression in many people. Please, everyone here, I didn't hear all, but I've had a little more of it because of that. Uh, And it does bring about it in most of us because those routine daily challenges, check another blood sugar, how much should I dose for this meal? Oh, I missed it. I didn't realize they must have more sugar in that dressing than I thought they did when you go out to eat. Those types of things happen to all of us. What we also know now, uh, the American Psychological Association, this is a good 12 to 15 years ago, and psychiatric group, they classified moderate exercise as the safest mood elevating intervention that any doctor could prescribe. The safest mood elevating prescription. We also know that when people with a disease like diabetes, like other chronic conditions, when you have a little more challenges with depression, so much routine with it, and you stay more elevated with your outlook on life, less depression or no depression as a result of some exercise, that people who tend to be more depressed don't tend to take care of the details of management of diabetes as well. And so hemoglobin A1Cs go up even higher. Right. So there's so many reasons to follow healthy lifestyles as frequently as possible.
0: Yeah I agree with you the, the, the there is a challenge and and certainly it's not too hard to get into that 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 realm of uh feeling sorry for ourselves I think we yeah. we have to look at the the communities that have evolved and there are resources out there right that our community at glucose advisors we have a lot of folks that uh meet up and and regularly chat and and it that's a tremendous resource beyond type 1 does a similar type of thing and uh these are uh, silos that people can get some some help, and I think uh we're nobody 's at this alone, but uh certainly uh, the those like yourself living well and um you know tackling the challenges head on it's it's mm-hmm. that 's where it 's at and um yeah. i i guess um i'll i 'll ask you since this kind of leads us nicely into our next yeah. sequence here of what what would you tell us three things from your experience that you think Every type one should know and why, and um, you know it could be yeah. now and it could be in the future that would help people. But three three things from your experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I
1: yeah, I've, I, I, my list is long, but three three primary things. You have to learn to un- understand and respect your diabetes, because Cliff's diabetes is a little different than mine. And it's a little different than Dan's, who I was talking with earlier today, and Susan that called me last night with type one. Um, So to understand and respect it, and to understand means to understand the the intricate balance of insulin with exercise, with food. I don't like to refer to it as diet. Diet sounds restrictive. I, I, I will say that I tend to have lower carbohydrate at most meals. I do, because I do find it easier to balance blood sugars. But I do love uh, my chocolate ice creams, too. I, I don't restrict <laughs> that. Um, I also am not crazy. I hear my mother's beautiful voice saying, you can't have ice cream every night. You know, I do hear that. What does she uh, say about breakfast
0: Breakfast ice cream, though? <laughs> <laughs> I never did do breakfast. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm sure she would have a comment for you.
1: (laughs) I'm sure she would. Um, But a lot of it's just common sense. And, you know, I was going to have, I I had a sandwich with a a salad today, right? And uh, we walked by a great ice cream shop. And I looked at my colleague, Nathan, and I said, Nathan, I I can't, I, I said, I can't do it today. What I should have said, I choose not to do it today. I could have done it. I could have taken more insulin, but I said, I should have said, I'm choosing. When I say I can't, I often mean I'm choosing not to. I love my ice cream, but I'm not going to do my steps today because I've got a lot of, I've got a couple of Zoom meetings. I've got a lot of other work I've got to get done today. Uh, I will be getting my 10,000 plus steps on the beach tomorrow, and maybe that would be a good ice cream day for me. Um, but those are decisions that my brother and sister without diabetes should be making also, similar yep. decisions. But it does impact us more if we don't take those things into account. So that's some of the respect and the understanding of a life with diabetes. Just when we, when we slide away from a few steps, from some light workouts, healthier foods, or too much food we have, we pay a bigger immediate price for that and it's that understanding i've had since i was a little boy that my mom and dad taught me um food i see as a medicine and and again let me not for the people who are great cooks i love well-cooked food i love it good salmon good salads i do but i've always understood how to put that in balance Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean I have always been in balance, I haven't, no one lives a long life with diabetes, as healthy as I am, I'm blessed, and I have worked for this, but I am also blessed to be this healthy, but I I haven't always followed the, the regimen as exactly as I should have, no one does. When people tell me, oh, I've lived with type one for 40 years and I've never strayed away, I just smile, I don't believe them, but I still like them. You know, we all stray away.
0: <laughs> you need to tell them, Paul, say, look, I'm a trained psychologist. I know this is not true. This is not true.
1: <laughs> so I think, part, I think step two, I would say, part two I would say is I take action quickly. I don't wait. If I see that the CG, and now the CGM, the old blood test, the old urine test, if I see that my blood sugar is quite elevated, now the CGM, if I see I'm just starting to get elevated with a blood sugar, I quickly take some action. And if you quickly take action with high blood sugars, then it takes less insulin to bring you back to the target range. And I have found the inhalable brings me back faster than anything that's currently on the market, you know, and anything else. And I also, I guess number three would be, I've always had friends slash family who love me as much or if not more than life itself. And with their respect and their friendship and love for me, I know I am supported. Even if someone's not sitting next to me saying or asking, do you need some help with that? I feel that emotional help is always up here in my head and in my heart. So, and that means the world to me. Um, even as I lost two of the most precious people in my life, uh, my mother just five years ago at the young age of 97 with um, uh, 28 years of type true type one diabetes. Uh, she was a champion. My father, very early in life after three heart attacks, who was a very physically fit man, but uh, he, had, he had very high cholesterol levels. Uh, And there were no statin drugs back then. Nothing you could even consider other than eating as healthy as you could. Right. Um, And did that. Um, But even though they're not physically here, I still hear them. And why do I still hear them, I believe? Very clearly. Nothing secret about it. The love is forever there. Um, And that love continues to carry me. My brother and sister fill some of that void of being around me you know, being physical with me, thank goodness, as do my nephews and other cousins and family members. But uh, key people in my life are with me forever. Uh, My first few doctors, my first two physicians have passed away from senior years. Um, And uh, I miss them dearly, but I remember the little nuggets of information they gave me that made my life easier with diabetes too. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you Uh, know, I... I don't have nearly the the same uh, experience in in duration but uh, certainly I've come wow. across quite some pearls uh, of wisdom similar uh, that I would share and say uh, i I had similar family experiences too that support and that uh, you know you, you know you can do this kind of thing um, from from an early age and and that was actually when I was first diagnosed one of the things that the nurse first said to me said you know it's really about Food, family, and exercise. Yes. I think you, yes. you hit all those. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and I've carried well, those right. with me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we had the same nurse. Uh, but uh, no, I think uh, you, you're, you're right on there. And uh, one, one idea that you've, you've pulled up here, and I think it's good, is if if the diabetes community can really, you know, really harness not only this, the, the taking care and, and proactive approach to diabetes management, but their, their nutrition as well. Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the sexy part of our day, but it is uh, something that if we make the right decisions, um, it sets up the sexier parts of our days. And we, we do yeah, have exactly. a much better day. So, Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, fascinating studies that have been done that show with just 10 to 15 minutes of exercise, exercise including walking, Motion or the stationary bike or the bicycle in front of your TV. I, I'm a bit of a news hound from six to seven o'clock at night. So I am here with the weights and I'm going, I'm watching TV. Um, so because of that, those 10 to 15 minutes, they show blood sugar balance stays markedly better after dinner. And it's interesting, for some reason, the studies have shown maybe it happens more after dinner than any other meal. And we need more studies to show the benefits after breakfast, after after uh, lunch also, because it benefits all three meals. But because we typically, in the US, get so sedentary after dinner, that I just invite people to consider 10 to 15 minutes as a minimum and see what happens, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, as a as a departure, from conventional wisdom, right? You you think, oh, I sit down and just let let's just absorb all these calories we just ate here. <laughs> but to get up and to move around, you know, it really does a lot for you. And and uh, rather than take additional insulin, which has its own consequences, right? You can take too much, and That's then cool. you start to careen back the other way a little bit of motion of walking uh frankly just walking uh can can do a lot for you and and a lot of you know our program and methods you know we really rely on that i think that that's a good solution so it's good to hear that you're you're uh you're doing that and uh yeah because it's something we preach a lot here at at Glucose Advisor. so the, the the strength of um a healthy diet and uh and exercise, and and taking care of yourself, it's not easy, right? I mean, you you gotta put your work in. You're putting work in, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I hope,
1: Cliff, like you and I, I I think a lot of us who do put this work in, and often get payment by more balanced blood sugars, which is nice, uh, and feeling healthy, not feeling like you have diabetes physically at all, uh, when your blood sugar stays so balanced, that that reward tends to build. And so it becomes even a little more important to us to get that optimal physical feeling because it is rare that I have felt like I happen to have diabetes. When my blood sugar's gotten too high, I do. Yes, I do. my blood sugar's gotten too low, yes, I do. But boy, just taking those added steps and and for cardiovascular health, you think of, uh, you know, there's so many medical problems that happen earlier in life in some beautiful people that happen to have diabetes that with some added steps many days of their life and you can start this at any time some of, the, some, of the, some of the senior research right now saying if you start exercise the first ex formal exercise program at 80 your heart benefits yeah your sleep pattern pattern benefits It's unbelievable. So I say to my friends, if you're not doing it now, consider getting going on it. A little bit of exercise tomorrow is better than none today. Every step forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, So listen, I want to really say thank you so much for being here on the podcast today and spending time with me. Uh, you're an absolute legend, uh, right. and I and I wanted to have you on early on our podcast uh, to to show everybody the way, and uh, you know just thanks for all that you do, and um, anything you want to share, any parting words of wisdom or thoughts um, in the in the world of management and diabetes. Yeah, I guess two things related.
1: Uh, number one, I have grown and I've done so well. Again, I will say from what I've learned from other people who happen to have diabetes. So my learning and my understanding of my life with diabetes and the supports I feel have been accelerated, emphasized dramatically by them. I would also share uh, for 18 years, my last 18 years at Joslin, I had the distinct privilege with the Dr. Donald Barnett of hosting the 50-year medalists, people who've had type 1 diabetes for 50 or more years. And no surprise, these people, some of them in their 70s and 80s now, uh, now we have some people who've had type 1 on insulin for over 80 years now. Uh, I walk with a gentleman uh, once a week who lives here in Plymouth, and he's had type 1 for 60 years, and he is 80 years old. Um, And what I did learn from them is that all of them, did understand and respect food. They sometimes varied and slipped uh, at times with it, but they got back on track quickly. All of them were physically active, but not necessarily athletes. Uh, Very few were marathoners, some were, but let's face it, in the normal population, there were very few marathoners, percentage-wise. But they either were very busy with gardening, and when gardening season was over, They would walk around their small apartment or condo. Uh, Some had stationary bikes, some couldn't afford them. They just stayed in motion. And they did a few push-ups. They did some sit-ups. So it's amazing that they were moderately active throughout their entire lives with diabetes, and they understood and respect the balance between the insulin, the food, and the exercise and get back on track when they slipped off. So that's why that resonates so much in my mind, my parents and the 50 year medalists, yeah.
0: When do you get your fact- 50 medal? Uh, I got
1: it uh, nine years ago.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was, I was keeping you young there. I actually, I, I thought, I thought for sure you had it, but, and I, and I tried to do a little research to double down and make sure I did have it right, but okay, great. You are a medalist. So uh, that is fantastic. And uh, so you are, are truly a legend and already in the hall of fame as we know it. So. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Paul, if folks want to get in touch with you, um, wh- where should we send them to you?
1: Yeah, I think just to just my email, uh, paul at maddendiabeteswellness.com.
0: Excellent. Okay. Well, and be happy
1: to hear from anyone.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, Paul, thank you again for coming on to our show. Uh, be well, my friend, and uh, we'll be in touch very soon. Happy New Year to
1: you and your awesome family. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, be you well. as well.
0: Thanks for listening to the Glucose Advisors podcast. For more episodes, visit our community at glucoseadvisors.com. Learn from our team of advisors and find out more about space available in our programs. Head on over to Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you find your podcast to rate, subscribe, or leave a review. Until next time, take control, stay inspired, and live a better life with T1D.